Welcome to Many Talks Podcast, talking all business, entrepreneurship, property development, finance, and investment. Um, hi, so it's Reese Many here from Many Talks, your host. Um, I've got a fantastic guest as normal. We always bring some great guests to yourself, but obviously in series two, we've been interviewing some serial entrepreneurs. Um, and if I don't say myself, I would say that this is definitely a serial entrepreneur starting a business from scratch to a multi-million pound company. Um, Charlie, thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Yeah, look, thanks for having us. It's always a pleasure to, uh, you know, do an interview and give a bit of a bicep if it's uh, useful. Yeah, great. Fantastic. So, Charlie, just, just to introduce you to what we do here, we've inter- um, interviewed some serial entrepreneurs um, and we look to give some advice to young entrepreneurs looking to, to start off on their journey or entrepreneurs that are at a crossroads. And right now in the economic climate that we find ourselves, um, there's probably a lot of people because entrepreneurship, in my opinion, can be a lonely road. Um, and, you know, they're probably sitting there maybe asking themselves some questions and, and need some, some answers. And hopefully we can help by giving some people that. Um, but just to give you um, an introduction to, to who you are and for our listeners, I mean, you started your company, um, you've got over 170 vans and trucks um, in the capital uh, at the moment, you know, over a multi-million pound uh, business from a startup. Um, how, how long, when, when was it that you started the business? I started in 1979. Um uh, just, just as I used to be a plumber, an apprentice plumber, and then started working in Pimlico and decided to, you know, work for work, um, start a company and uh, rented a room in the basement there of an estate agent. And, um, you know, now we turn over over 50 mil. We employ about 430 people. We have about 270 vans on the road at the moment. 270 uh, out slightly. <laughs> well, you know, things move on a bit and we're UK's largest independent plumbing service company and uh things are things are things are going great you know best thing i've ever done you know was the apprenticeship and then to start your own business is just something else yeah it's tough i mean a lot of people leaving school look look at apprentice um sorry (laughs) that's right um obviously a lot of people leaving school look to to jump on to be an apprentice then in some area, when when you was at school, did you always know what you wanted to do? Was yeah, yeah. Look, you know, no two ways about that. I mean, you know, it's a bunk off school. When I was about nine years of age, you know, a local plumber, and uh, the seeds were sown. Then, you know, he had a motorbike, car, nice house, loads of money, uh, great clothes, just everything. And you know, that that was it. That's that's all I wanted. You know, um, and he told me then, you know, if I do an apprenticeship and get a trade. I'll never be out of work and earn loads of money. And, he, and he's right. And I say the same thing to people now, you know, that would, that would work the same, probably more so today than ever because there's a massive skill shortage out there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's opportunity in, in this economic climate as well, would you say? Well, yeah. I mean, look, you know, people often ask me when's the best time to start a business. And, and you know, I always say to somebody the best time to start a business is when it suits you. You know, when you're ready to make it happen. Uh, look, let's not kid anybody. There's plenty of sleepless nights, plenty of headaches, plenty of worrying. But the end result is that, you know, there's no business like your own business. Yeah. Do, do you think it takes a certain individual to run their own business? 
Yeah, well, I think it, it, it takes somebody that's obviously got a lot of enthusiasm, someone that's got a lot of drive, somebody that, you know, f believes that they, they can, you know, be successful with it. Um, and obviously having the right attitude. So, it's you know, let's not kid anybody. It's definitely going to be hard work. But, you know, if you feel that you've got that in you and, and you can be do better than just work for somebody. I mean, there's nothing wrong with working for somebody. But, you know, I go back to what I'm saying, you know, to have your own business and to have people working for you, is, I think it's just a dream. Yeah, it is a dream. And as you said, for some people, it's a dream. And for others, it's not. They would rather just work for other people. I mean, the plumbing industry itself is extremely competitive. So what separates you guys, Pimlico, from other plumbing companies out there? Yeah, I mean, a good question. I think at the end of the day, you know, we're a very forward-thinking company. You know, we, we, as you're probably aware, a lot of our bands have got plumbing-related number plates on. We're a lot in the press. We're quite outspoken. Um, we've done quite a few documentaries um, about the company over the years. And we're very good on apprentices. You know, we've got about 70 apprentices on board. And that means that we've got an influx of good engineers coming through all the time. Um, I, think the, I think the other thing is that, you know, we, we, we provide, you know, a top quality service uh, and I believe value for money. And, you know, what, what a customer wants, you know, is a great service where you turn up on time, you're, you're very transparent with your rates, you're a clean and tidy outfit and you get the job done. And, you know, I think we, we need to keep it as simple as we can. But at the end of the day, you know, you're as good as like the quality of service that you offer. So any products or anything that you're actually doing, it's all about the quality of service uh, as the end result. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because I've, I've got a lot of good friends that, you know, are at that level where they've started their own business. Um, not just good friends, people that I speak to, you know, started their own business. They've got a trade. They're either electrician, plumbers, builders, but they're just trying to take that step of they've got enough work to keep their self comfortable there. But, you know, they've got that little bit more work, but taking somebody on for them, they're worried about the headaches that come with it and things like that. Anybody that's in that position, what kind of advice could you give to them for them either to take that leap or know when to take that leap? Well, look, the, 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 exactly when they get to that stage where they're starting to worry about it and they can't, you know, they're doing everything themselves and they yeah. can't get, you know, everywhere. And, you know, they're sort of toying with the idea, shall I take someone on or not? Shall I get an office? Well, that's the time that you, you you need to take somebody on, you know, to actually progress with a business, you need to employ people. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say the hardest thing in business is employing people, but without doing that, I don't see how you can progress. So you've got, to, you've got to take that step and it's not as bad as it seems. You know, you often start off with friends or relatives or people that you know, and then it just moves on from there that, you know, you, you're employing people, but, for me, the more people you employ, the more successful you'll be. Okay. Good, good bit of advice there. I mean, for, for Pimlico, a lot of businesses that I speak to, recruitment's tough for, for every business owner. How, how do you find, is it, is it because of your apprentice um, scheme that you're, you know, you're happy to recruit? And yeah, recruit? well, look, two things really. Yes, we have you know, apprentices coming for all the time. But at the end, end of the day, you know, we, we pay very good money, probably the, the highest earning, you know, money for a plumber in, in the UK. And that obviously attracts people. And, you know, the more you can pay, the more sort of 
facilities or, or things that you can lay on for, for your staff. You know, we lay on gym, we have a subsidised canteen, we have a, a massage lady comes in, does head massage a couple of times a week. We have barbecue, you know, for lunch up there. We do a great Christmas party, we do a summer party. Um, you know, so we, we, we sort of, you know, I, I think that we look after our staff and if you look after your staff, you know, you've got to attract, um, you know, even more and better staff and retain the staff you've got. Um, but let's not kid anybody. The more you can pay somebody, the better the person that you're actually going to get working for you. And it's about culture as well. Obviously, what you've just said there, you've got a good culture um, and, and people work harder for, for, for your team and for yourself, I suppose, because they feel rewarded at the end of it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's plenty of incentives. I mean, one I didn't add is that, you know, we, have, we nominate probably about 20 sort of um, different people on the company at the end of the month, which they then get a £200 voucher to go Langham's restaurant. Uh, you know, they might be the best dressed. They might be the, 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 the ones that have, um, you know, had best feedback, uh, the ones that have been most helpful, the ones that have done most overtime. It's like anything, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Um, some, some great points there and some great takeaways. M- moving forward, um, coronavirus impacted a lot of businesses, not just in the UK, worldwide. Um, how has it affected yours and how have you adjusted your strategy to stay at the top? Yeah, okay, well, you know, I think we've worked through it, um, fortunately, we had quite a number of our staff that continued to work through the, for the virus. And uh, some of them obviously went off on furlough. That's now ended all the furlough. We've got everybody back that wanted to come back. And there's a few people that have, have now gone elsewhere. But, you know, I, I think it was the commitment of our staff that, that was prepared to work through it. All our engineers carried on. Obviously, we put all the safety aspects in place, for yeah. customers and for our own staff. And, you know, during that time, again, we, we laid on plenty of incentives, you know, for our staff. You know, we was giving them free parking, free food, giving them a £20 a day bonus. And, and you know, I think that helped through the difficult times. And, and undoubtedly, it kept us going. Probably aware we also done, a, or we're still doing it, actually, but we was doing free emergency work for the NHS service. And I think a lot of the people that work for us were happy to do that, to put something back into it, you know, for obviously yeah. the, the heroes. So I think it's a case of working through it and that's what we've done. Yeah, and, you, and, you, and you've done well with that. Um, obviously, there's, there's been some articles out. I know that you was um, on another interview talking about the furlough scheme um, and, and how you think that we should move forward. Um, is a lot of people in agreement with that? And there's some people that, that not in agreement with that. What, what's your take on that? <laughs> yeah, well, look, look, I think the furlough was great and we needed it at the time. It was a lifeline and, and it, it's managed to keep many businesses afloat and hopefully keeps many people in work. But at the end of the day, we have to end it sometime. And, you know, the quicker we, we sort of end it now and we get back to work, the, the, we can rebuild the economy. And if we don't get back to work, you know, we're going to find a situation that there's no jobs out there. Everybody's going to suffer. And it's really a case now of getting back to work and working through the virus. You know, if it's still out there, then we can't just sit back and this could be going on for another two years. We've got to be prepared now to work through it. Alternatively, you know, it's going to be no jobs. We're already in a recession. I believe it's going to lead to a depression the way it's going. So I think it's important now to get back in the workplace. And as many as some people don't agree with me, I think more people do agree with me now. And yeah. um, 
you know, obviously the people that can't go to work, industries that can't go back, you know, I've got all the time for, people that got under health, um, underlying health issues or vulnerable people, then we need to start another scheme for them. But I think we need to end the furlough and try our best to get as many people as we can back into the workplace. Yeah, we need to we need to keep the economy going and, and, exactly. and moving because if not, everything's just going to come to a standstill. And where do we go? Well, there, there'll be no jobs, you know. There, there, there'll be no jobs. There'll be no money. There, you know, life will just be unbearable. So it's important that we all do our bit now and get back into the workplace if we can. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, Charlie, naturally, um, you're known as a, a plumbing entrepreneur, but do you have any other business interests yourself? No, um, you know, I, I'm not a great, <laughs> I'm not a great believer of diluting yourself. You know, I believe we're all good at something. Yeah. Once you find what you're good at, I'm a great believer of stick, stick to that. Um, I've never believed in diluting things. Obviously, we have different offers all the time and yeah. get involved with this and get involved with that. But I think you should just concentrate on, on what you think you're good at and, and make sure that, you know, you come to the top of the tree on that. Great advice, great advice. I mean, what about property? Have you looked at property yourself? Have you got a property? I have a, I have a little bit of property, which is, you know, not an investment. It's just a place in, 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 uh, in uh, Marbella and uh, obviously a place in London and a place in Kent. Um, you know, the, look, again, you know, everybody seems to reckon they make money out of property and uh, maybe they do, but, you know, again... Any money that I've got has been reinvested back into Pimlico Plumbers. And again, I have to say that I think that makes us the company we are today because, you know, we're not playing with it. You know, we're very professional. It's a full-time job, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And, um, you know, you need to be committed to your business. I don't, honestly, I, I don't believe in diluting yourself in business. Yeah. So the, the way that you've been successful and, and, and Pimlico are successful, that they are is because really you've put absolutely blood, sweat and tears in, into your business. Is that what you're saying? Oh uh, yeah, undoubtedly, you know, uh, there was one time we nearly went bust a, a few recessions back, but where we had it wrong, we changed everything and unfortunately owed the bank money. And, um, you know, it, it, it teaches you a lesson in life that, you know, if you don't get it right, you, you're going to lose your ass. You, you know, you can lose your health, your, your ass, your sleepless nights. They're, there's a downside to, to trying to be successful, but I believe the plus side of it outweighs that. But you can't play with business. You, you've got to be committed. You've got, you've, got to, you've got to be realistic also, and you've got to be prepared uh, to work harder here. Yeah. And obviously how successful you've been and how successful the business is. Um, do, do you still work seven days a week or have you took your foot off the gas slightly? Yeah, I don't actually work seven days a week, but I, I'm sort of, I'm involved every day. I'm involved every, every evening, yeah. um, but it's, it's not full on now. You know, the, the other thing you learn in business is, is, is to delegate. And, and, you know, once you learn to delegate, that get other staff members on and managers on, and there's some good people out there, you know, and you have to let them get on with it. You've got to, Learn to trust people in your business and, and let them bring to the table, you know, what they've got, their, their abilities and their skills. And, you know, with all of that, it becomes like, like a, a winning formation kind of thing. But you've got to, some stage, learn that you can't do it all yourself. And there is a lot of people out there that can do certain things a lot better than you. And yeah. when, once you realise that and you're happy with that, then, you know, it, it, 
it, it seems to work, you know. Was it, was it tough to be able to start delegating, obviously, from building it from the ground up yourself? Well, yeah, because, you know, you think that only you're the best plumber and you're the best one at estimating and you're the best one at doing the wages and you're the best one at recruiting people. And, and eventually you learn that, you know, you can't do everything. And, and once you sort of say to yourself, okay, I need to employ people, and then you, you start seeing what they can offer these people, you think, oh, you know, they're good at that. And they're twice as quick at me and that. And, and then you, you get sort of the confidence of it. And, and as I say, you build a team around you and, you know, any business is only as good as, you know, the people that work for it. And it's important to build a team around you. Yeah. So when, obviously, with you starting from, from the ground up and, and, and on your own um, as, as a plumber, was, would there be anything that could have helped you like if there was somebody out there now, like a mentor or something like that, would, was, would something like that have helped you coming through the ranks or? Um, I suppose it would, but see, I had my own mentor because the plumber that, you know, I took notice of years ago, you know, I, I you know, I'm still doing things that he'd done, you know, all them years ago. So, you know, once the seeds are sown, I, I think, you know, I don't know that you need someone mentoring you all the time. I mean, You've got to make decisions, you've got to stick by them, you've got to be, you know, very assertive on it, and you've got to be confident in yourself. So, you know, I think the mentors are okay. And look, podcasts and all this, all these are great to, to, you know, show people the way, but the end result is, you know, you've got to stand up and be candid. And, um, you know, we all learn from somebody. And, and you know, no doubt over the years, people have, have copied Pimlico and, and done certain things that we've done. And I'm sure that, you know, I've copied other people at some stage. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're in the driving seat and, you know, you, you, you've got to know where you're going and know what you're doing. But there's no harm in, in getting advice off people. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a, a fantastic takeaway there, as you just said, you know, the buck stops with you. You've got to be, you, you've got to make that decision. You can be pointed in the right direction uh, by anybody, but if you're not going to move towards the way they've sent you, um, it's not going to work for you, is it? That's right. Look, you know, there's it, it, two roads in business, the wrong road and right road. Yeah. And, and if you can go down the right road and do everything right and, and do everything the customers require and, and be very transparent and, and, you know, very confident with your business, but also be realistic. You've got to be realistic. And, um, you know, it, 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 it doesn't happen overnight. For sure. And that business, you know, I've learned now, it's a long-term project, um, for sure. And for the first few years, you're not going to come to the front. And if you do, you're probably coming to the front too quick. But, you know, you've got to go nice and slowly. And, you know, I, I believe the turning point for a lot of people in business is when you start employing people. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's a great takeaway, some good advice. Um, I, I know that we're pushed for time and I know that you've got some other bits to do. So just got a couple of more questions and um, we finish up. I mean, what, what advice could you give to anybody? I know that we've covered a lot of this, uh, but anybody that's starting to actually grow a business um, in, in this present climate, what, what's the biggest uh, bit of advice that you, if somebody come to you right now and said, look, this is what I'm doing. Um, I want to start off, what, what would be your key advice for them to... Okay, I, I would say, first of all, whatever, you know, you're, you're supplying or making, make sure that, you know, it's 
the, the quality of service that you're offering or the quality of the service or product. You know, you need to be giving people value for money. And um, so I would say the most important thing is the quality of what you've got to offer, the service, whether it be websites, whether it be clothes you're selling, you know, whether it be clearing drains, you know, just, just make sure that the service, people will always pay for quality. So quality of service is, is, I would say, the first important thing in any business. The other thing is you need to be realistic. You know, you can't sort of be, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire in two years and I'm going to, you know, take over London, etc. You've got to be realistic. The other thing, you know, that people tend, tend to forget for successful businesses is hard work. You know, there's going to be sleepless nights, there's going to be problems, there's going to be worrying about paying debts and that. And, and you've got to be prepared for that. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's something that you'd like to bypass, but it, it's, it's going to be there. And then the other thing, as I say, is all about, you know, your enthusiasm and your drive and, and, and your attitude towards it. Yeah. Do you, do you think social media's taken that away from, from some people, what they don't realise that it, it seems so easy these days to be able to set up an online business or some kind of business, um, go um, get some training course in, in a couple of years. It, yeah, look, look, you know, <laughs> it, it's like when you're at school, everyone wants to be a footballer, don't they? Or, yeah. or two Bob reality style or something like that. And, you know, it's, it's not going to work for everybody. But from a business point of view, I believe it's a level playing field out there now. You know, I believe there's a lot of help out there. And, you know, I think take that help, take that advice and just go nice and slowly is the important thing. And, and, and again, just remember what I'm saying. You've got to be realistic, but you must have the I can make it happen attitude. You know, you've got to have, you know, there's so many people in business that got excuses why this don't turn up and why this weren't the right products. And you've got to bypass that. And it's, you know, somebody wants something, you, you've got to make that happen. So you've got to have I can do it attitude. Fantastic piece of advice and really appreciate that. Um, just changing the subject slightly, until the age of 21, you was a talented amateur boxer who represented London. Um, do you think that that discipline helped you succeed in business? Yes, undoubtedly. Um, yeah, because you're obviously training a lot and you're, you're very sort of organised and, you know, following certain all the guidelines. Um, yeah, I mean, that helps, but, you know, there's plenty of business people that don't have a sport and, uh, and that. So as much as it's helped me to, to run a company that, you know, we stick very much by our rules and regulations. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think that was great, but it, it's not part of being a successful businessman, you know. Um, it, it just happens to be something that, that I had done. Like many people have a sport, and there ain't no arm, arm with that. But at the end of the day... I'm not sure how much that's going to connect you to a successful business. Yeah, it's just just something discipline does help us. Yeah, look, look, it helps. Of course, it does. I mean, but but you know, and and it teaches you to be respectful to people, and you know, um, you know, and take caution. Basically, you still get in the ring now, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, no, I'm uh, no, I'm a better businessman than I was boxer. Put it yeah. like that. Fair enough. Um, and just, just before we finish up, it's been a great pleasure having you on. There's some great takeaways. I've, I've learned some, some key takeaways on here today as well with yourself. What does the future have in store for yourself and, and Pimlico Plumbers? Yeah, well, we're still a growing company and, you know, 
quite a few members of family in there. My son's sort of pretty much doing the day-to-day running now. And I, you know, quite a few other members of family in there, a few grandchildren. I know I don't look old enough, but I am. Um, you know, so bringing the family in is a great thing. And, um, you know, I think we're going to take on more of the market share in London. I believe we're, 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 we're a company that people want to work for and hopefully that people continue to use. I mean, we, we do a couple of thousand jobs a week now. So, you know, we're, we're pretty big in London these days with uh, what we do. Fantastic. Just just to follow me, it wasn't a question that I'd written down, but talking about family and business, you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people that have got opinions on that. Um, I've always worked in a family business, um, and and I have my my family, well, my little niece work for me now. So I'm a big believer in if you can make it work, it, it is good because you can normally rely on family. Um, obviously, your take similar to myself. Um, yeah, look, it, it doesn't work for everybody, and and if it if it does work for you, then great, and if it doesn't, then then so it be. I mean, it's not a right nor a wrong, but you know, I'm just delighted to the you know. My grandchildren are apprentices and my yeah. sons work there, my daughters work there and uh, a few wives work there. <laughs> so, um, um, but yeah, you know, but look, it, it, again, it, it's not necessarily a remedy for success. I'm just sort of saying, as, as you just said, when you've got your family around you, you know they're, they're, it's like you being at work and you're not there. So they're on your side, you know, or you're drinking from the same teapot. But, you know, it's not, it's, it doesn't work for everybody. And again, you know, you have your issues there, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand that. <laughs> right, well, look, Charlie, it's been a real pleasure having you on Many Talks. Um, fantastic guests and fantastic takeaways. Um, all I can say is stay safe and thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. And I hope the advice that, uh, you know, I've suggested that uh, people go for it. And, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a level playing field out there. So you can make it happen. So good yeah. luck. Definitely. Thanks a lot, Charlie. And um, thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers.
So for now, what I want to do is thank you for listening. Subscribe, leave a review. Look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast with some exciting guests coming our way.